What was the podcast called again? I can't remember. We didn't really have a name. We just went okay. with the Mid Game Crisis Cast. I think. Oh, the Mid Mid Crisis Cast Pod. Yes, the Pod <laughs> of Game Crisis Disease. <laughs> Welcome to what would it be? TMP the oh, TM TMGP. There we go. Look at that snappy. See that, Jamie? The big game pod. That okay, is so th- production value. Oh yeah, we've nailed this already. Absolutely. It is a slick operation. <laughs> it's as slick as it's going to get. To be fair, so hold on to your hats. But yes, we are back. Episode two. Um, we've only got one more to go until we make our record of returning podcasts. Uh, um. And we have lots of things to talk about today. We have things from the wacky world of the world of the UK, as normal. Um, We have some gaming news. We have some movie news. It's all go. It's all go. It's going to be a busy one. We're going to cram a lot in, said the mayor to the seagull. To the what? Did you say seagull? I'm looking at a picture of a seagull. Don't worry about it. Obviously, mm-hmm. can I right, before before we bloody start to quote uh, Jethro, a, mm-hmm. a comedian that no one will have ever heard of, unless we're in Somerset. <laughs> but before we start, there is a little bit of behind the scenes magic slash in house news that I think we need to share. Okay, right. I fired up Skype obviously for this conversation, mm-hmm. and uh. We were so the first episode we recorded in Discord. We're back to using Skype this time because we had a few issues. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked on Skype since March 2019 of, of this, this year. year. Okay. Yep, which would be probably when we were using it during World of Warcraft, okay. and then obviously we've been using Discord. So, sure. when I logged into Skype and went to the ongoing conversation, there's, there's a lot of chat history there between us. Mm-hmm. The last thing that was said in that was me saying. Hello? And your reply, and I don't know why you said this. <laughs> okay. But all you said was, oh, hair. <laughs> maybe, oh, maybe I was formulating a witty response and caught myself in a, in a mirror and was like, oh, hair, because I still have some or had maybe some. Maybe that was what it was. Maybe that's what it was. I, I don't oh. know. So, yeah, um, so... Yeah. So I, I can't figure out I, I can't I can't understand where that came from. But there we go, so it struck me funny. But are you well, Jamie? Have you had a good week? I've had a week. You've had a week. I have also <laughs> had a week. Um but you know who have had who have had? Who has had? What's the plural of people having? Who has had? Who has had? Do you know or who, who has, has been having? Uh, do you know who has have had had? Uh, a great week. <laughs> Who's that? Seagulls in Devon. I thought you were going to mention this. Yeah, Seagulls in Devon. Um, yep. Absolute units. So, I'm going to give you the uh, I'm going to give you the headline as always for a live reaction. You may have seen it already, but it's always good to to get a little bit of a 
sort of uh, a hot take. So, <clears throat> greatest uh, Jonathan Ross, not Jonathan Ross. Who's the who's the famous newsreader? Used to, Trevor McDonald. That's it. Trevor McDonald. Trevor, <clears throat> give me a bong. News at ten. Go on. Seagulls drunk on beer and ants are falling over and vomiting. <laughs> what the fuck? I haven't heard that. In one. fact, you know what? Let's let's. This is going to be a whole section. This is going to be the new the news at ten past ten, right? I've got three headlines that we're going to go over today. Oh god! I'm going to give you the headlines, and you can pick one that we discuss now, or we'll leave the other two to later. Okay. Oh, okay, right. Okay, so give the give me the intro, and I'll go through. I'll go through them one one by one. The intro, right? So, what the news at ten music? Yeah. So, bong. That's the important bit. Mm-hmm. But you did do a little. Oh, bong. Seagulls drunk on beer and ants are falling over and vomiting. Bong. Tree from hell drops maggots on woman and knocks on her windows. Woman goes out in Adidas leggings and ends up with tan, with leg tanned with brand logo. <coughs> oh god! Okay. Oh, and I have to pick one. You pick one to discuss. We will. We will discuss all of them. But we will. We'll. We'll. We'll leave the the listeners wanting more. But they're your headlines. What do you think of those headlines? That's a oh, cracking, they're amazing. It's a cracking news show. I tell you what, if that was the news at ten, I'd be sat up in my seat going, "Oh, fucking, I'm, yeah." There's no way I'd miss the news if that was it. I would turn down invitations to do things with friends to watch the news. <laughs> uh, it's got to be, uh, yeah, no, it's no good. It's going to have to be Treebeard gets Larry. I'm going to have to go with Tree from Hell. Tree from hell drops maggots on a woman and knocks on her windows. Now, the headline alone is is enough. Um, but the reason I, I wanted to, to look at it today with you is because it is an absolute masterclass in personification. <laughs> because right. by like halfway through this, you like the tree's suddenly a villain. Like it's suddenly <laughs> like it like this is you know, like a, a tree outside a house going, wait till, wait till she comes out. I'm gonna fucking get her. But we'll, we'll go through this as normal. So we've, that was the headline. The byline is Plymouth's most troublesome tree, which is nearly close enough for them saying like Plymouth's most wanted or something. But, <laughs> but also, Plymouth's most troublesome tree, indicating there are other ones. That's the, that suggests that there are several trees, but this is the one that they've chosen to discuss today. <laughs> Uh, is making a pensioner's life a misery by banging on her house and dropping maggots on her head. Um, so I don't know what oh. she's done to uh, to warrant the attention from Evil Treebeard, but uh, <laughs> hopefully we can we can find out. So, an overgrown lime tree has left a woman from Lipson living in gloom and dodging maggots at her front door. Jean O'Reilly generic old woman name number 47, who is 88, has been at her home on the tree-lined Seymour Avenue for 46 years, and the Lime has become an increasingly unwelcome co-resident. <laughs> That's the best sitcom ever. Gene of the Lime Tree. I mean, now, the, the, next, the next line is a little bit, I don't know, it's a little bit sexual, I think, but the giant specimen 
obscures her house from the road Jeez. almost entirely, its branches smothering her front garden, blocking out sunlight, tapping on her windows and harbouring maggots. So that's the first paragraph. I mean, it sounds like a horror movie. It does. It actually sounds like a horror it, movie. Yeah, I could actually... Yeah. Something that... Uh, I think Blumhouse would have a field day with this. <laughs> Absolutely. The tree. We're gonna we're gonna hear from uh, from e, from from we genius right now. It's lime to die. Oh god, the puns have started already. You find the maggots stuck on your face when you come in, she said. I, don't drink during this, Jamie. Is not wise. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll continue. You find the maggots stuck on your face when you come in, she said. I can't open my window, and it makes the front room so dark. When the wind blows, the branches tap the windows, and I'm never sure if it's trying to get in. Once the leaves fall, this causes a health and safety matter, as this makes the path extremely slippery. This complaint just isn't for my safety, as anyone who comes down my street has the danger of slipping or having maggots rain onto them as this has happened to myself and others plenty of times. What? Okay. But who's she complaining to? The tree? Well, she says that, uh, it goes on, Mrs O'Reilly says she has been calling the council weekly, of course she has, to deal with the tree, which is planted on the public pavement, but has reportedly been told to take matters into her own hands. Oh my God, I don't know what that means. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what I can't imagine the council job do I like So if this is so let's assume Blumhouse do get hold of this, right? Uh-huh. So it starts off quite simply with her it's the house she's lived in all her life. Yeah. Right? And she's starting to notice weird tappings in the night and maggots <laughs> where no maggots were before. <laughs> and then one morning <laughs> She goes out and she slips on a leaf and she breaks her hip and she wakes up in the hospital and then I oh you you fell over and she's like no the tree's trying to kill me and they won't listen to her and they lock her up but they can't prove that she's mental so they just send her home <laughs> right because that you know you see it in the I never got that in the in in films like that in horror films you get the guy like oh someone's out to kill me and it's like well they're either a paranoid delusional or someone's out, out to kill them but. Stick them in the psych ward where they're safe, either way, because that's just better. But but no, so she goes home, yeah. but then she gets told by the council to take matters into her own hands. Is it just me picturing an 88-year-old Rambo gear-up montage? <laughs> where she's grabbing a weed whacker and strapping it on her back and then getting bug spray in two fucking holsters. Well, I that think she's knitted. Is, she's I think clearly knitted them. is going to have other issues, because she seems to have leaked... Some sort of secret CIA, not CIA, like MI5 list. Because he says, um, now the authority has confirmed it has planned to prune the trees in the winter, but will move this forward to September as the limes are having a negative impact on residents. I called the council and they tell me I'm not on a, I'm not a priority on the 103 list, Mrs O'Reilly said. What does that mean, Jamie? What's the 103 list? What's the 103 list? Oh shit, it's getting intriguing now. So they're not just evil trees, they're government augmented super trees. But I don't know, but like, 
I've literally googling it. Like I've tried to Google it and nothing. Do you think it was just some council employee who'd had enough of her shit? <laughs> what, just yes, Mrs. Up? Riley. <laughs> No, we'll yeah, put you well, on the 103 list. Yes, oh, it's very file, important. You uh, need to form VI-552. Uh, I've, not got, I've not got that. Until you do that, there's nothing I can do. But, yeah, no, I don't no. know what the 103 list is. The only thing I can find, and I'm, I'm almost sure this isn't what she means, is there was something referred to in the past as the 103 list, which was apparently uh, 103 people who tested positive for steroids uh, in um, in like the football league, but it was hushed under the carpet, I and then they turned into what... trees. <laughs> well, maybe that's what it is. Has anyone seen? Um, I don't know, David Gallagher, whatever is David Beckham, whatever. Yeah, like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the one hundred and three list is, but it's got me treat. If anyone knows what the one or wants to give us an idea what the one hundred and three list is, um, I want to know. I tell you what, I'm she... putting that on a T-shirt. What is the one hundred and three list? <laughs> She continues. They said I could cut it down myself, and I said I'm 88. I wouldn't <laughs> dream of getting on a ladder. Then they say I could pay someone to cut it down, but I'm on a pension. I can't afford that. I've spoken to three or four different people. Last time I was on the phone for ten minutes, and I thought, "Hang on, I'm paying for this," and hung up. Now, in <laughs> one in one sentence of her talking, she's mentioned her age. The fact she's on a pension and that she doesn't want to be on hold. She is a. I don't think she exists. I think right. This I. This is my theory. I think this is all made up. Mrs. Generic O'Reilly doesn't exist, and this is one of those things that spies put in newspapers as a story, so that for us it looks like a story, but they're looking for for things. And I think it's all about that 103 list. I think there's a spy somewhere going, i just read the news here. Oh, it's that 103. Right, activate plan 103. It is confirmed. Code word, O'Reilly. I think that's what it is. You think the 103 list could actually be like a list of operatives? Mm -hmm. And it's like, open the O'Reilly file. Code word, Maggot tree. <laughs> yep. So the um, <laughs> the article then ends by uh, a statement from the council. Um, the trees on Seymour Avenue were scheduled to receive management this winter, but as it is clear that the trees are having a negative impact on residents in the street, we will prioritise for this work to be done early in the programme after the bird nesting season finishes at the end of September. So they're going to do it. Well, there so, you go. Complete, com- complete non-story. As... So the story there is actually big tree. Is is yeah, is generic old woman moans about being old, ask council to cut down tree, they say okay. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. There was actually a similar story in the, the local rag here the other day. Oh god. Which which uh it tickled me. And it was basically well they, there was a story in the paper about uh, basically it was, it, it's a a small village near me welcomed home a returning hero, and uh, they're planning an exhibition of her work. She's a former model who lived in the village till she was seven, and then left for nearly forty years, uh-huh. and then recently visited. And they're like, "Oh, we should do something to herald this great wonder." And I'm like, "Do you know?" I, well, fair play to her and all, but the actual story is woman visits family. That's it. There's not a lot else to say. 
amazing. So yeah, but it's been um, we we do have some news though, like that isn't just taking the piss out of generic old woman. Oh, go on. Um, because the San Diego Comic Con is over. It is. Oh, um, and we so have had stuff. some fantastic things coming out of uh, STCC. Um, it's been a good one for nerds and geeks and uh, all those in between, um, especially Marvel fans. Yes. Um, we got basic confirmation of uh, all of Phase Four. So Phase Three, for those who might not be, who, you know, might not be massive Marvel fans or just might not be aware of the terminology. So Phase Three ended essentially with um, End War. And um, what the studio generally does is they do things in phases. So you've got, so one phase will either introduce new characters and end the phase with a um, big movie confrontation or a phase will be um, you know like forming a team or it will be uh, the beginning of a storyline or something like that so do them in sections and phase four um, some people you know some things had been announced already for phase four so but but not sort of officially with much detail. So you know we we knew we were going to get a new Black Panther movie because why yeah. wouldn't they be? Because money. We knew there was going to be another Thor film because why wouldn't they be? Because money. Um, I would try and keep this all spoiler free, by the way, just in case anyone hasn't seen any movies. But um, but what we did get, we got confirmations of many many new films. Including uh, the introduction of some new characters, but yep. more importantly, they also announced what I was waiting for, which is um, the Dis- Disney Plus stuff. So we knew that Disney Plus, the new streaming platform, was going to be having some uh, Marvel-specific uh, um, uh, episodes or movies on there because they want people to sign up. So why, you know, why wouldn't they? Um, but in terms of movies, so we've got Black Widow confirmed, which is interesting, I think, because I mean. Why now? There must be yeah. a very good reason why they're doing it now. Um, we have the Eternals. Yes. We have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Did you hear the the wee story about the... Uh, I've forgotten his name, which is terrible, but the, the man who's actually going to play Shang-Chi, uh-huh. he actually, a year, a year and something ago tweeted Marvel, I'll need to look up his name, that's really bugging me, but he tweeted Marvel and just said, like, Marvel, let's talk, hashtag Shang-Chi, because he's oh, wanted really? to play for years, he's wanted to play the part, and apparently, yeah, they, uh, it started a whole thing on Twitter of people saying, shoot your shot, and you were supposed to, loads of people have tweeted celebrities saying, I want to work with you on this, or I want to write for this, or I want to, you know, and apparently quite a few of them have been there's been some interesting pitches and people have been picking stuff up. So it's quite, you know, it's a wee bit of an inspirational story there. All I want to do, using the Shoot Your Shot banner, is to finally get Dara O'Brien the guest on a podcast with us because it's been my, <laughs> my goal since we started this shit years ago. So It'll happen. Within a year, we'll Patreon it. Damn right. Um, we've got a new Doctor Strange movie, thank God. Yes. Uh, we have um, a movie version of Thor: Love and Thunder, um, which will introduce, in some capacity, don't get your knickers in a twist, in some capacity, a female quotation marks Thor. Um, Mighty I Thor. I don't necessarily think permanently. I don't think they'll do that. I think, but yeah, they're, they're going to do something like that. Um, now, before we move on to Marvel Plus, there was a really good uh, post on uh, Reddit. 
um, in the Than Furies subreddit by, I'll, I'll credit him, a user called The Incredible Shack. So it might be Shaq O'Neill, I don't know. That's an amazing um, name, either but way. But basically, who looked at... So most um, most phases, there's a, there's a point to them. So, you know, we knew phase three was going to be the accumulation of the Thanos storyline and the Infinity Stones and things like that, for example. Yeah. But they haven't actually said what phase four is going to be or haven't indicated to any of that. It's just this is phase four here in the movies. Um, and what um, and the Incredible Shack uh, posted, which is, is quite a good post, uh, basically says that well, this could be the absolute key um, point of setting up the Dark Avengers. And oh. he goes... He goes through the um, the uh, each film that's been announced and what we know, uh, what's been confirmed. There's some things that have been, excuse me, confirmed via things like IDMB and and so on, or, or photos on set that they haven't actually confirmed at Comic Con. But I'll just go quickly through them, see what you think. So Black Widow uh, from the Dark Avengers. Um, uh, his reasoning behind why that's uh, possible is because it is confirmed that there is. Um, a different Black Widow in the Black Widow movie, um, outside of the one we know and love, who is getting played by uh, Yel- Yelena uh, Belova. Um, oh, sorry, it is Yelena Belova played by Florence Pugh? Right. Um, yeah. Saying it's unknown how moral she will be in the movie, but she's she's often portrayed immorally in the comics, which means that she's an easy candidate for an evil Black Widow. We have Captain America. It's also been confirmed that uh, in the Black Widow movie they're going to introduce uh, the Russian version of Captain America who's called Red Guardian. Oh. And saying you've got a direct comparison there uh, as being the the evil um, Captain America. So we've got two in there. Um, Hawkeye, which is um, going to be, as he predicts, played by Taskmaster, who is confirmed to be in the new Black Widow movie. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, Hulk, he's basically saying he thinks that there's going to be um, a reintroduction of Abomination uh, into, right, into the storyline, and he, he there was a work that into you know a complete opposite to uh, Genius Hulk, um, Iron Man, Justin Hammer, quite obviously, uh, yeah, very very easy to work him in, in into things, um, and uh, we've got Thor. He wasn't sure about either Thor. Thor. Um, but he was saying with with Doctor Strange two is confirmed to be dealing with the multiverse, and with Shang Chi dealing with a lot of magic and stuff, and also the immortals who are basically godlike characters. It would be very easy for them to pluck someone from one of those universes and have them be Dark Thor. Yeah, of course. It's interesting as well that Marvel have confirmed multiverse. So Doctor Strange is officially titled uh, Doctor Strange in Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. And Marvel have said it will be their first hover outing. Mm-hmm. Um, although it's still apparently going to be PG thirteen, but hover themed. So yeah, yeah. you know, so they're definitely dealing with a darker side, and they're definitely diving more into magic. And the the real Mandarin has been confirmed mm-hmm. for Shang Chi as well. Because spoilers for anyone who's not watched Iron Man three. <laughs> I think it's safe to say everyone's fucking watched Iron Man 3 by now. But yeah, I think we'll, obviously, yeah, that's fine. I really liked their take on Mandarin, but I loved the fact that in the one shot that they did to follow it, uh-huh. you see that the real Mandarin is also out there, because all of that mythology that they used for you know uh, uh, Ben Kingsley's character, uh, Slattery, 
Sure. All of that was something they plucked from real stuff, and the real Mandarin used it. And they, they sort of teased it back then. Although I don't know if they had plans necessarily to do anything with it back then, but obviously, you know, they established that. So, But there was... I've seen whisperings as well. One of the things I saw that apparently... So it's speculation, but someone thinks that Man-Thing's going to get an outing at some point before too long. Which, if they're yeah. diving into horror and magic, I can see that. So, yeah, so there's definitely... There's a lot of seeds being sown for some really good shit. I'm very excited. Oh, plus, we're getting more evil and darkness because we're getting Blade. Yeah, yeah, so we've got Blade announced. Uh, he's joining the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is going to be awesome. Played so by, um, I won't say his name, but he's played by the guy, the bad guy from um, Luke Cage. Yeah, Cotton, the guy who played Cottonmouth, uh, Mashahara yeah. Ali. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, he's going to be your new Blade. Um, we also got the Disney Plus um, shows, and these are shows, but they're not movies, so they're shows. So we have the Hawkeye, the Hawkeye show. Um, we've got What If, which will be a series of alternative, like history type uh, one-offs. I think I am really excited for that, and I have heard what the first one's supposed to be. Apparently, which is, I believe, it's going to be What If Peggy Carter was the one who got the serum. Oh, nice. So, and I'm pretty sure Marvel did that as a what-if comic yeah, back in probably. the day, which I'm sure, so there's, you know, that's a, that's a good uh, a good one to start with. Um, We've got Loki, with the strangest logo ever. It's horrible! It, I don't... <laughs> it's awful! It just looks a bit odd. Well, have you seen the fan made? And I, I would credit, but I have no idea who did it, but because it popped up on Twitter everywhere. But there was a, a fan made logo, and it looked so much nicer. It was it was a very sort of ornate I'm, I'm, type I'm face. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. I don't and know. Then, yeah, that, that's that's just like like someone's gone gone mental with uh, with word art. It does. Um, we've also got um, the uh, the greatest detective buddy cop TV show of all time, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, that's going to be so good! I, I did you see as well the uh, uh, the hack during their Comic Con panel? I did. Yes, that was interesting with the introduction of what looks to be a, a masked Baron Zemo, but same mm-hmm. actor, you know. So the, and again. Do you know what I was? I was thinking about this. I was looking at the lineup for Disney Plus. the The advent of streaming and the amount of money that Marvel is able to uh, just spaff at things now because of that mad Disney loop behind them. You would not have back in the day that you, I don't think you could have conceived of having a series, you know, a, a, this huge blockbuster series of films that made a bajillion dollars. And then announcing a TV series to follow it with all the same actors. Yeah, it's weird. I, I like. I mean, just money, just print money. Yeah, just print money. Um, and also, we have the best show name of all times. We have Wonder Wonder Vision, Wonder Vision, Wonder Vision. The tales of two unlikely lovable. Superheroes attempting to <laughs> carry ladders, move a couch. Um, yeah, that name has to go. I'm sorry. It's dreadful. 
Wonder Wonder Vision, a Wonder Vision. See, um, I now feel like making a supercut trailer. In fact, I will. Oh, please do, I'm, for God's sake, gonna, do. I am gonna make. I'm gonna make one. Wonder Wonder Vision, a Wonder Vision. I think um, if you tried really hard, you could. <laughs> yep. if, if you really dig deep into the footage from the various Avengers films, you could probably find a clip of Wanda saying to me. Yep, and yep. a vision saying to you. <laughs> yep, yep. Do you know what? Yep, I, that's happening. Yeah, that's good. That, yeah, that's expect that on our YouTube channel very soon. Yep. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus. So, yeah, so it's looking good for, for Marvel. I just hope one of the what ifs is. Um, well, okay. Full disclosure here this will never happen at all. Right. But what I want is I want the. Um, I want Marvel Zombies. Is what I want. Oh God, yeah. I really want Marvel Zombies because it's one of my favourite, like you know, um, like like Bam and Dunn kind of. Yeah. I think it was like five issues, five or six issues. Um, it's one of my favourite ones. Well, I really wanted to do it. You might have a hope in you. You you might have a reasonably temperature resistant snowball's chance in hell on that. Yeah. Again, pure speculation. But I was doing some reading earlier. Because I knew we were going to talk Marvel because, well, we've been talking Marvel all week since all the announcements, so I figured. But I was reading about Marvel have made some changes. So they've just announced uh, a whole new array of X-Men comics. Right, okay. So there's the House of X, Dawn of Dawn of X, Dawn of the Mutants. And then there's, uh, there's some really interesting storyline stuff, and it's, it's all just out there. I haven't read any of them yet, but I read a precy of, of the first couple of issues that was like, available online. So comic nerds, go out, read them, because it looks awesome, and you'll enjoy it. I won't, without diving too much into the story, because I don't know what they're going to do with it, what has been hinted at by uh, apparently something Kevin Feige said, and also a wee bit of you know people picking up on things from interviews, is that... He did say that they didn't have time to mention Fantastic Four and they didn't have time to mention Mutants, but obviously they now have them under the same roof and they're going to do something with them. It's believed that the new line of comics will probably influence whatever they're going to do with X-Men, and not that they've released the comics so they've got something to work from for the films, but that's the way their storylines are going at the moment in comics, and they're probably going to use some of that going forward because they don't want to be telling the same stuff that's already been told in film and not, let's face it, done particularly well, at least not off the get-go. Now, one of the things that they've just brought back, because The Walking... I I believe Walking Dead is now done, um, or something, but apparently Marvel Zombies is back or getting a reboot or a reiteration. Now, I've only read this in passing on Twitter, but I'm just thinking if they're bumping up some of their titles or starting to make some of their older stuff known again, it's Mm -hmm. possibly because they're trying to raise the perception, or at least have it in the forefront of people's minds because they're going to be announcing something with it. And a What If animated is the perfect venue to throw out something like Marvel Zombies. Well, that leads me on to my second want. For completely the wrong reasons. Oh, God. I want them... I'm banging my chair. I want them to do bloody Old Man Logan. 
Now, don't turn around to me and say, Logan was Old Man Logan, because it fucking wasn't, right? It wasn't. Read the comics. It's mental. It is the most mental thing Marvel have ever done. Even yeah. more mental than Spider-Man killing Mary Jane with radioactive semen. Oh, God. It is mental. You've got everything from... You, you've got... Uh, the Red Skull is... Well, I won't spoil it, but... Well, I will spoil it, but... Um, Basically, there is an apocalypse. The, the bad guys won, essentially. And um, if I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember because the, the I know the US is kind of split up into like two or three parts. I know you've got Kingdom uh, Kingpin, the Kingdom of Kingpin, yeah, where he rules. And I know you've got um, Doom has taken some, and then one someone else has taken some. Um, but it's all been split up. You've got everything. You have a T-Rex that is infected with the um, symbiote virus from Venom. You've got you've got a fucking Venom T-Rex in it. <laughs> you, you've got hillbilly hulks. You've got hulks that are hillbillies that oh, are around the hillbilly raping hulks. and pillaging. And one of them eats um, Wolverine and he kills him by bursting out of his stomach because they're all proper hillbillies. You've got... Um, you've got... Dead uh, superheroes everywhere. They discover Frank Pym's skeleton, which is just this giant, huge skeleton. For some reason, there's a Loki skeleton. Or I think that is huge. Um, it's just it's mental, and it never tells you exactly what happened. But everything's mental. You've got hillbilly hawks. You've got Red Skull as the president. You've got um, um, raping and a pillaging by the hillbillies, which Wolverine sorts out. You've got the U.S. fucked. Um, it's got everything. That's what needs to happen. That needs to be a what if for sure, hundred percent. It would be, and again, you know, an animated outing because they're never they're never going to make that film. I mean, they're never going to make that animation either. But if they were going to, an animated outing. I mean, it has to be said though, you've wanted that for a long time. It's not just with the advent of Disney Plus. You've wanted to see that come to screens because I remember us talking in the run up to Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and. That was all because you all you wanted to see brought to life was that and Planet Cracker. Yeah, yeah. I want I want a proper Hulk. Uh, yeah. I want I want a proper World War Hulk movie. Um, for sure, I want the Hulk going mental and. Go, oh, I think my problem is is that like, okay, so growing up reading comics, it's a bit of a tangent, but growing up reading comics. Every comic was different, and they all had storylines, and all the storylines would span various numbers of comics, and it'd be start, middle, end. But essentially, for the most part, with a few exceptions, it was good guy versus bad guy. Bad guy has a secret plan. Something bad happens to the good guy. He overcomes it, and he wins. That was essentially the storyline. Yeah. Not that it made any of them any less enjoyable. But when you, like, you would get your comic... So I got a comic book delivery every week. From uh, from the uh, from the newsagents, it wasn't a comic book store; it was a newsagent. So I would say I want you know I would basically order them through the newsagents, and they would send them to me, like uh, with like the newspaper, like the newspaper man boy would come and things like that. Anyway, oh, on very, a penny farthing. Yeah, um, I guess what I'm saying is I I, I I was at the age where I wouldn't go, I didn't go into a comic book store because there wasn't any around me. The only way I could get comic books was via the newsagents who. If, even if they didn't sell it, you could ask them for it and they could order it. Yeah. That makes sense. And they would keep it behind the counter and you could <clears> either go in and buy it, like pick them up, or for like, you know, an extra 20p or something, they would add it to your newspaper delivery. So I only really got the mainstream stuff regularly. 
so you know it'd be like okay you know i want uh, the fantastic four or um you know the captain america or something like that but in the back of um some comic books you would have advertisements for like um one shots or yeah you know, special special one-offs that were happening and I, I would ask if i saw one that i liked i would ask them they would order that especially for me so it was like a treat, like, you know, oh, suddenly uh, I've got something crazy here. I've got Marvel Zombies, or I've got um, uh, Old Man Logan, or I've got, you know, all these cool things that just took you out of the norm. Yeah. And I think that's why they're so they're so special to me, those, those ones. They weren't all great. Um, you know, there was even, I remember even getting one which was um, Marvel, uh, Marvel Dracula. Oh, and yeah, like, I mean, Marvel's got a rich history with horror comics anyway, mm-hmm. so... So yes, that's why I that's why I, I that's why I, I want them all. Um, and also, we had the trailer for uh, Star Trek Picard. Oh God, yeah. Okay, which that... looks good, but I, but there are problems. Oh, go on uh, then. There are problems with it for me. Um, the actual—I mean, we don't know much about the storyline, uh, which is fine. That's good. What I will say, and you'll probably say, nah, just shut up, you're nitpicking, um, is um, what we saw in the trailer felt a little, to me, a little dialed in from Picard. Like, it, 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 I don't know, like the way he was delivering a few of his lines felt like he was, I don't know, it, it didn't I... seem like the, the forthcoming astute Picard. It was like, Oh, we have. We don't know who she is, and if she thinks she is who we are, thinks we are, then she's really important. <laughs> yeah, that, like it felt. It that's felt the exact amateurish. line too. So <laughs> it just felt a bit. I don't no. know, like, almost like he was reading them from a script before he was about to deliver the lines. I'll. I if you. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I'll just do my other pet peeve. Um, seven of nine. Don't Great you dare. Back. Great, great to see her back. But why is she acting totally one hundred percent human? And two, Data's going to be a bit of an issue because he's not supposed to age, but he just looked old. Okay, right, right, okay. Counter me, Jamie. I'm gonna, we. I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm gonna try really hard. Um, you know how much Star Trek means to me. I grew up on a diet of Star Trek. With I, I, I grew up. Wait, let me preface this by saying I'm really excited to watch it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I I have watched every single series that Star Trek's ever released, every film, with the exception of Discovery, because I haven't got round to it yet. Because I was waiting to binge the first season, and blah blah blah. But I'll catch up on Discovery. But I've watched every season of Star Trek. I've even read all the scripts. I had books of the scripts when I was younger. I've read all the scripts of the original series. I've I love. The whole thing. I love Roddenberry's vision for a utopian society. I love all of it. Right, huge nerd can probably give you engine schematics for the damn ship. Right, I right, love it. When I heard they were making new Star Trek with Picard, I genuinely may have wept a little because <laughs> I've wanted it for a long time. I wanted. I, I I was actually thinking one more film. That was what I was hoping for because I never oh, felt film. as much as I enjoyed Nemesis. And I did, because mm-hmm. it was fun, and it was big, and it was bold, and it was Star trek and all of that. 
I enjoyed it, but it to me that didn't feel like the right ending. And plus, it left us sort of semi dataless. We don't know what's going on. Blah blah blah. Spoilers for anyone who's not seen Nemesis. <laughs> but so I was like, I wasn't. So I always wanted one more film. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to see the retired film and maybe have Janeway pop up in it, or maybe Cisco. I want Cisco because I love Cisco, right? Mm-hmm. But so. When I heard they were making a series, really excited. I watched the teaser, and I was like, yep. The one thing that bugged me is there was a teaser, and everyone was going on about it. It's like, he's got a dog now. I'm like, it's fucking... Dad? Unless it's a fucking <laughs> space dog with a Klingon taint. I'm not interested. But anyway, so Picard. And then, and then I watched that trailer, and I was just... I was really, really hyped. I loved every second of it. Seven of nine acting completely human. I would, I, I will say, I'm fine with. I'm okay with that because I'm hoping she. I mean, we saw her evolving throughout Voyager. Yeah. And I want to feel that now she has got past all of that Borg as much as she possibly can, but all of her Borg, you know, uh, conditioning and all of all of the the drone tendencies. I want her human. I want her happy because I love her and she's a precious angel. So. <laughs> I want Seven happy. I'm fine with that. Data doesn't quite look Data. No. But Brent Spiner is... I mean, he's not old, but obviously he's older than he was when he did it. Yeah, yeah. And I think they've... From what... We've only seen a brief shot in the the trailer there. It looks like they've used the de-aging technology. But they're using the de-aging... I I just think it's lots and lots of foundation. It's possible... I mean, I'll need to see it. I'm hoping when I watch it, I'll forget it. But yeah, definitely, I will say in the trailer, yeah, it does. It does look a little incongruous. I can live with that, though. I can live with that because Data is one of my favorite characters across the entire Star Trek universe. Love him. Mm-hmm. Love Brent Spiner. I think the dude's awesome. So I'm completely okay to live with the fact it does look. But you know, again, sometimes in trailers you don't get the full thing, and they might not be quite finished with the footage. They might actually use the de aging tech. And yep. they might make him look even more data. So I'll hold my judgment on that. Patrick Stewart has never delivered a bad line in his life. Right? That's that's <laughs> not okay. But at the end of that trailer, where he stands on the deck of the ship, on the bridge, and says, engage, you know there was a director off camera going, do the thing. And he's like, oh, must I? <laughs> do the thing. The fans <laughs> want to see the thing. And that one bit was a bit, I thought it felt forced that felt like fan service that maybe didn't quite click if if i was going to be nitpicky but you know me i switch that part of my brain off when i'm watching it and just go oh star trek and just squee <laughs> like a like you know like a kid again so but yeah no i will i will agree that i i can't argue your points apart from i'm fine with the seven or nine thing i think that makes sense yeah no For, uh, yeah that's that's fair and um yeah, but I mean, it's going to be good. I think oh, yeah. it's going to be all right. I think it's. I do think it's going to be all right. But I don't think you can. I, I don't think you can reassemble that old cast, throw the cut of money at it, or throw it at it, and not have it at least be entertaining and nostalgic and fun to watch. You know, it might not be the best thing that's ever come out of the Star Trek universe, but I think it's going to be good. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it will be. I'm, I'm really excited for it, but I, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to love it. I know I'm going to love it, even if it's flawed. Um, it's going to have to be utter dross for me not to go, oh, come on now, it was fun. I'll defend Suicide Squad to the hilt. So, 
it's yeah, it's I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be good. I think so. I'm looking forward to it. There is one more thing out of of SDCC that I would like to give a quick mention to, though. Absolutely. Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and I know you weren't thrilled with that trailer, but no, 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 I was. I liked it. I, I, I'm looking forward to, to I'm looking forward to watching it because it looks so bad. It's good, but that's the point. Oh yeah. Who was like, I that talking is the to? Act- doesn't like it then. Uh, no, me. that wasn't you. No, sorry. That's no, no. I remember. Right, How okay. dare you? That was a different conversation. Yeah. No, I remember that. I'm a, I Kevin Smith is kind of a hero of mine. Uh huh. Um, I too aspire to one day smoke lots of weed and have a heart attack. <laughs> so <laughs> don't 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 we all? Exactly. So I think I'm only comfortable making that joke because. One, he is—he's made similar jokes himself, so I think it's okay. And two, let, look at my lifestyle—I'm probably due for a heart attack. So, but no, um, no, Kevin Smith is definitely a hero of mine. I went through some, you know, some difficult shit over the past few years, and while I was going through it, the thing that kept me sane a lot of the time, apart from you know the love and support of friends and blah blah blah, was <laughs> was Smogcast and Kevin Smith's Q and As and all of that, just because the dude's got such a an uplifting look at stuff and turns negatives into positives all the time. And I know, like people say, oh, it's easy to do when you've got money and all that, but you still have to have the mentality for it. And you, you, yeah, you know, sure. you have to, and to do it and not come across as a douche. There's plenty of rich people who are like, hey, start every day with a smile. And I'm like, yeah, of course you did. You fucking, you you were serviced by sixty two handmaidens this morning and then got into your fucking aircon jack. <laughs> you smug prick. But I never get that with Kevin Smith. He's he's he has this genuine. Uh, he seems constantly surprised by the fact that people know who he is or that he's got any notoriety, and I love that. And mm-hmm. and and maybe it's the weed. Maybe he forgets half the time, so who knows. But So I've wanted another viewer universe film since well, since the end of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I've wanted more. <laughs> and they moved, obviously moved away from it, did the woefully underrated Tusk, which is fucking brilliant and disturbing, and I haven't actually seen Yoga Hoses yet. I'm a little behind, but... When they announced it, I was really hyped, and also looking at some of the the cameos and that. But there's, a, there's just a little sort of semi sad story here. I know Kevin Smith had a uh, not a falling out with, but had like a, a, a distancing from Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. and I hate that. I have this really weird thing about if there is someone or if there's a group of people or something in my my makeup, you know, in my in my uh, my. <sighs> That put a stamp on my personality or my way of looking at the world, that sort of thing. That if they drift apart, like it, to be honest, with stuff like Star Trek, I think it's why I want more Star Trek so bad. But I want the next generation back because it's like no, but that crew has to. Like, they, what are they doing now? I don't. I can't. There's no closure. Where the hell is everyone? I don't do well with it sometimes. And I did that kind of with the Viewers Universe ending and with the fact that Kevin Smith and Ben Affleck didn't seem to be besties anymore. And it always bugged me. Like, it, and I'm sure it bugged him more, but it bugged me. And then he put out, a, he mentioned that he had basically, ben, uh, ben Affleck mentioned in an interview he'd been waiting for a call. It's like, yeah, if you want to, you know, if he wants to get me in, I'll do it. But I thought he could just be being nice. And then he mentioned that he was dropping the trailer and Ben Affleck replied to it. And all he said was, snoochy boochies. I was like, hang on. They're t- like, what? That's okay. And then they dropped the trailer and fucking Affleck's in it. And honest to God, I, I, I'm not ashamed to admit I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I got very teary-eyed, and it looks funny as hell. 
because it lampoons everything. It's I mean, it's so self-aware. I saw someone reply to him on Twitter, basically saying, oh, dude, you realise you're just making the same fucking movie again? And his reply was like, uh, yeah? <laughs> that's, that's the joke! Like, come on! <laughs> so I think, you know, I, I really, I'm really, really hyped for it, and I think that uh, I think it's going to be I just think it's going to be really good, but I hope this, these are these are my because you had, with you had your wants for Hulk. This is my wants for the viewers universe. I want the film to open with Aladdin Morissette reopening the viewers universe Bible. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. I I want that, and I want. I noticed that there was a there's a there's an Iron Bob suit in it. Um. I th- I I want apparently there's going to be a, a bit of a tribute to Stanley. I hope that's there. Um, but yeah, no, more than anything, I just want, I want a Lattice Morissette, and I also want what I saw someone, uh, a few people spitballing about on Twitter, was that they want the the film to end, and there to be a post credit scene, which just comes in on Dante and Randall, stood in the quickie bar, like in the quick stop, uh, or, st- you know, somewhere, talking about how fucking terrible that film was, and how Jay and Silent Bob were a couple of dicks, and it's the setup for Clerks 3. Like, it's kind of yeah, with it, yeah. It's it'd be it, it's a big ask because I know that uh you know Jeff Addison's kind of not interested in coming back apparently, but at the same time he kept Affleck quiet all that time with a cameo so just maybe so fingers crossed so Alanis set and set up for Clerks three and I will probably actually explode. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. But love it. Cannot wait. There's so much good stuff out of Comic Con this year. I'm so hyped for the next sort of year, well, year to four years of entertainment. Um, well, while you're waiting, you can pick another, uh, another. We're getting short on time, Jamie. We've got a lot to get through. Um, time for another news story. Oh, bong. Do you want piss seagulls or? Adidas tan. Oh, I want pissed seagulls because I really thought you were going to lead into the story about the seagull stealing a dog out of someone's garden, and you didn't. And now I'm intrigued. No, no. <laughs> no. Well, Jamie, seagulls is the headline. Seagulls drunk on beer and ants are are falling over and vomiting. And the byline <laughs> is, the cocktail is reported to be making them more antisocial. Oh seagull asbos. So, and again, you can you may stop me at any time by uh, dying of laughter. Okay. Seagulls are reported to be getting drunk on beer dregs left behind in glasses and hallucinating after eating flying hands before falling over and vomiting. They're having the best time. That sounds like a party I want to get in on. How do they the know they're is, hallucinating? Well, I was about to say, the problem is, straight away I'm thinking, how many kids are going to read this and going to start trying to eat some flying ants? And that's yeah. I mean, that's gonna happen. It absolutely is gonna happen. Although, um, how many kids are reading the Bumblefuck Gazette, which you obviously pulled this from? So, <laughs> no, this is from Devon Live. Oh shit! Not far from my old stomping ground. The phenomenon, non non non, uh, was first reported. Maybe I've been on the, on the on the old finance. The phenomenon was first reported in Devon last year when firefighters were called to rescue one seagull and found it reeking of beer after it fell off a roof 
was too drunk to fly, and then promptly threw up all over them. <laughs> you know, that just sounds like a, a seagull. You fucking wanker. Fucking, you ain't got wings, man. <laughs> fucking fly. I'll fly around this fucking room, you dickhead. Can you, can you fly in a straight yellow. line? <laughs> yeah. Also, too drunk to fly makes it sound like a licensing problem. <laughs> Do you think they breathalyzed it? Aye. One theory is that early morning scavenger ghouls fi- find half-drunk plastic cups left lying around by revelers from the night before. According to the Sun, fine British newspaper, but... drunken ghouls have been spotted again this year, with one woman saying a ghoul stole her glass of red wine. Like, oh my god! <laughs> How? I don't know. Um, I, yeah, it's just weird. Dr. Rebecca Nisbet, an entomologist with the Society of Biology, told the Mirror that um, the ghouls may also be experiencing psychotropic effects after eating too many flying ants. The ants produce formic acid, which can stupefy the ghouls. <laughs> she said the the amount eaten could explain why ghouls were not flying away from danger very quickly. They're <laughs> flying at it instead because they've got a heightened <laughs> sense of their own strength. Right. A crew of six firefighters were called by the RSPCA, slow, slow Dane Devon, to rescue a seagull behaving erratically on the Devon border last summer. I like the Devon border. Like, there's a wall and there's turrets. <laughs> He's over the wall, they... we dare not cross. <laughs> Fetch the firefighters. When they... when they arrived, the bird had already fallen off the roof and was shit- shitting, no, sorry, was sitting, <laughs> shaking its head. The oh my god! Taken to RSPCA HQ at West Hatch near Taunton. They're really padding this story out, by the way, in Somerset, where staff said they already had three others all waiting for release. Yeah, but that sounds like right. So he was sitting, sitting, shaking his head. So that's. I mean, are we sure this isn't just a seagull stag do? Wait, we're going more in depth in this than we really need to. Firefighter watch manager Virgil Turner was called to Lyme Regis with his team and said. When we arrived, he had already fallen off the roof and was sitting shaking his head. And he then tried to fly, and he nearly hit me in the face. So I fucking did him. No, he nearly hit me in the face. I caught him, and he threw up all over me, and he reeked a beer. (coughs) I'm fucked. The goal was taken to RS... Wait, what? Yeah, so they've repeated the same line. Yep. The goal was taken to RSPCA HQ at West Hatch near Taunton in Somerset, where staff revealed they already had three others all in the drunk tank waiting to sober up for release. Oh, my God. See, I'm picturing Wait. the seagull sat on the, the side of the pavement with a fag in its wing, <laughs> just yep. shit, shit, wearing a dishevelled suit, going, oh, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it was fucking Jeff. It was after that last fucking round of flying ads. That's when it all went wrong. Oh, I'm fucking... Those fucking crows are fucking coming back there. Hey, piss off back here, you <laughs> fucking in. You fucking wanker. Fucking coming out of here, taking our fag nubs, you fucking dickhead. Fucking... Look at you. I... Look, I'm not proud of it. I fucked a pigeon once. I'm not too proud to say it. <laughs> you fucking judge me. I'm Sammy the Seagull, you pricks. Yeah, that's... That's literally the story. Just, That's it's it. just no, yeah, it's just it's just brilliant in its not in its nonsense. He fucking he threw up on me, little dickhead. I fucking kicked him in his fucking 
So the, the actual story here is firefighter arrested for kicking Seagull to death. <laughs> Have him! You're probably you're probably not wrong. A um, little bit of gaming news. Oh, little bit of game. Well, two two little two little snippets of gaming news. Um, if you own a Switch and you are back in time and you are listening to this at the time of recording, which is the 26th of July, 2019, uh, fire on your Switch because you can now purchase Doom, Doom Two, and Doom Three. Yeah. Uh, on the Switch today, so have fun with that. Um, but mainly, what I want to talk about was there's been an influx of uh, games uh, either announced or getting ready for release that all seem to have one thing in like uh, you know one thing in mind, and that's um, they are uh, VR games, but based on games that aren't VR. Right. So we've had um, we've got a Iron Man VR. Uh, game which which is announced. Um, so it's going to be it's it, it's like it's it's literally just being Iron Man, but it is based on the previous Iron Man games. Oh right. Um, so yeah, you can you can you can be Iron Man, and and who doesn't want to be Iron Man? We've also got announced um, a game uh, based on it's based on the same kind of game as like uh, Dark Souls. Or um, Sorenko Never Die, I think it's called, which is called Sorrentio, uh, so which is a Cyber Ninja simulator. Um, Fair. Which looks really fucking cool, actually, to be honest. Like, super cool. Um, and we've also got, I uh, can't remember the name of it, I should look it up, but it's, oh, Cyber Pilot. Yeah, so Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot. Oh, snazzy. Um, which um, sees you, it's been launched alongside Youngblood, I think. Right. Um, but uh, you basically play as one of the big mechs from Wolfenstein. And I just wanted to bring it up because I think it's quite interesting that... So VR, when it sort of... I mean, we're children of the 80s. We all remember um, VR in its original form of shite. Utter and just toss. Yeah, just absolutely terrible. Uh, even though they made TV shows around it, which we might discuss next week, because that would be quite interesting, with uh, Craig Charles going, Awoog! Oh, fucking hell, I'd forgotten that as well. <laughs> um, and then we had the second sort of the second phase of VR, which is what we've got now with the Vive and the Oculus. And what I've noticed, it's almost like the tech's there now. So before, the ideas were there, but the tech wasn't. And yeah. now we've got the tech, but we don't have the ideas. Yeah. So it started off by... Making like when VR first came out, it was just tech demo after tech demo after tech demo because people just wanted to get stuff out there. Say, oh, look at this VR now, you can fucking work in a cafe in VR and stuff, or you can stand on a plank above a you know, above a building. Or, um, there's lots of lots of great tech, but nothing that really to support it. Then we kind of had this lull and we just had games that were already out being converted for VR, so you had like Fallout VR or um. Doom VR yeah. or um, Skyrim VR. He's also said, well, people want games for this, but we haven't got any games. Uh, what do people like Skyrim? Right, Skyrim VR. And now I think we're finally getting to the meat and potatoes, which is for for VR to be successful, there has to be insane support for it. And that doesn't exist right now. You have some popular VR programs and software. You know, you have VR chat. 
you have some of the the Call of Duty type games where it's ultra realistic. You have like gun ranges and things, and that's going to hold your attention for a good couple of hours for sure. But that's not going to sell a six seven hundred pound VR. No, kit. you need more than that for that price tag. There's no absolutely. But with the very nature of VR, it pre- it precludes just making any game. Like you, you can't make a third person game for VR because it's pointless. Yeah. Um, so now I think people or developers are finally realizing, well, why don't we just have offshoots of games? Um, and I think the Wolfenstein Cyberpilot is the <clears throat> absolute perfect way to do it. So you've got this rich. Uh, history of Wolfenstein games with Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein 2, New Blood, Young Blood, all that kind of stuff coming out. And then all they're doing is just picking one section of that story saying, do you know these cool fucking robots that we've got in Wolfenstein? What about a game, a single player game, based around that, but you play as one of the mechs? That'd be pretty cool for VR, wouldn't it? And I think that's what needs to happen now. Is we need to start looking at expanding on. It's like spin-offs, I guess. Yeah. So just start thing... expanding on 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 games and think. Well, God, that's that's either a that's a cool character in a game, or that's a cool section of a game. Let's spin it off. I think for VR, you've got. It's not just. I mean, it's not even just games. Or certain, like spin-off of of existing media, and make experiences. Because that's the thing. I don't. I don't think of VR as... VR to me is not gaming in the traditional sense. That's not me gatekeeping it. It's none of that, you know, bullshit. Like, oh, mobile gamers aren't gaming or any of that crap. Games are gaming. If you game and you enjoy it, you're gaming. That's it. Fuck it. But VR is not gaming in a traditional sense. I will sit happily and, you know, if I've got the time, I would sit for eight hours in front of Skyrim and pour... And have done. And pour hours of my life into it. Warcraft, I've lost days of my life to, literally... Um, which you know, game responsibly, kids. But still, like that's that's something that gaming can be very immersive. To me, as as immersive as VR is, it's also shorter bursts. I don't see it as the thing you, you you're not gonna. I can't picture. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are people who do it, but I can't picture it as the thing where you sit down or stand up, put your headset on, lose yourself in that world for the next eight hours. If nothing else, you'd be fucking tired because <laughs> you're walking around. So. It, to me, VR is more about experiences. And I think if you take something like that, where you've got a game world, or you've got a film world even, and you've got something that you can lift from that and put people in the seat of it, anything that you look at and think, wouldn't it be cool to do that? If you can give people the opportunity to do it in a, a gaming experience in VR, you're on to a winner. There, I mean, you think about the Iron Man thing. If you get in there and you've got that heads-up display and you're looking out of the eyes, and you're zipping about, that's that's just a good time, straight away. That's For mm. any Marvel fan, that's that's fun. Um, and probably more fun than playing the, the Iron Man game that was on 360 and that, because oh, oh, that was the hard work. But, yeah. but is it... Are you going to keep going back to it in... You, you're going to go back to that in bursts, but I can see people going back to that and playing it again and again and again and again. Yeah. I just think games shouldn't like just because it's in VR. It shouldn't you shouldn't have to sacrifice like story or you know it should still be. Maybe the game won't be as long, but then just give me different lots of different things to do in there. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the experience, as opposed to mm-hmm. you maybe can't 
I I don't know if VR lends itself to something like you know again Skyrim, Witcher, you know like a, a multiple like hundreds of hours of of, of uh, side quests and all of that. I don't know if VR automatically. I'm not saying it can't be done, but I don't think VR automatically lends itself to that. Uh, just for the way it, it feels, but there are elements of that that it would work brilliantly for. Like you know if the the exploring element of something like my, of Skyrim and that, I can see being really entertaining. But also at the same time, you'll be walking up a mountain for six fucking hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. You're not gonna be, you're not gonna play it in long bursts. You're no, just not. You're gonna play it for a couple of hours and you'll be done. But it will look amazing. So if you can give someone an experience in that world that they can enjoy as a self-contained, because I think that's the other thing. Otherwise, you're just dipping in, which can get frustrating. If you've got a self-contained bubble of a game, it's like even if it's like, well, I got four hours out of that, and maybe you know, like all told, or if it's something like, I played it for half an hour and that was a self-contained thing, but I can play it for another half hour tomorrow and it'll be a little bit different, or I might go a little, you know, go a slightly different way, or I might do it a slightly different thing. I think films as well, like, the, the amount of films, like, do you know the one that I, I thought, I remember thinking ages back, so I saw something about a VR fighting game, oh yeah, no, I saw something about a VR fighting game and I remembered looking at uh, Sherlock Holmes, the, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes films, and thinking, Christ, the Sherlock Vision fight would be amazing in VR if you got into it and you could quickly analyse and you actually had to pinpoint things and then see if it worked out for your fight. Right, so there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff you could do. but There is. There is. But we're going to wrap it up for tonight, Jamie. But not oh, before. Of course. Because I'm sure people have been waiting with bated breath to hear, to hear the story of Woman goes out in Adidas leggings and ends up with leg tanned with brand logo. Oh, see, I saw, I didn't read the story, but I saw a picture and it looks ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, a woman enjoying the sizzling weather ended up with the Adidas logo scorched onto her leg. Danielle Vigus Fister was, yes, that is her name, was wearing the wow. branded leggings on a boiling hot day. She was enjoying the sunny weather. She waited for her friends to return from a driving lesson. But when she went to change, she saw the logo had been branded onto her skin with the burnt red area around the letters highlighting the pale skin of the German clothing firm. <laughs> yeah, got to get in that, the German. Oh, yeah. Got to get that in there. Because it's their fault. It was when I went to put on my bikini that I saw my leg, Danielle said. I thought, oh, my God! <laughs> I was in fits of laughter. Suspecting that the logo will fade from her leg by the morning... Dor- the, the the pool, Dorset woman, was quick to capitalise on the unusual occurrence. As well as collecting, in quotation marks, loads of shares when she posted it online, Danielle contacted Adidas asking if they would hire her as an on-brand model. Oh, for Sadly, f- the company turned down her request, complimenting her on a nice tan before admitting it only took sponsorship bids from Australia and Germany. Jesus and that's Christ. It. John, that's, that's literally the story. Woman, so, yeah, w- woman, woman gets odd tan yeah, line. I mean, woman gets odd tan line, tries to make money and get free shit on it. Um, gets told to fuck off. But but but, but doesn't. That's, uh, well, there we That's are. It. I have one yeah. last thing for you. 30 seconds. Yes, take us home. Take right. us home. This is the thing that's made me most irritated this week. Okay. okay. I saw a story that someone shared on Facebook that... Uh, Nickelodeon, no Twitter, it was on Twitter it's coming up to the Kids' Choice Awards Nickelodeon announced they are sending slime into space right Mm -hmm. so 
you may know, or you may not, that kids these days, or at least re- recently, have been obsessed with slime and putty and making their own and all of this. And my kids, particularly, have spent money, actual money, on something that looks like it came out of a rhino during cold season. Uh-huh. So... Nickelodeon are sending a pouch of this shit into space for no reason other than they have a branded Nickelodeon slime and it's good promo and they've persuaded them to take it up to the International Space Station. Now, a pouch of this stuff, I don't know how much it weighs, but I'm going to err on the side of caution. I'm going to say a pound. They're sending a pound of slime into space. A pound of slime, right. Right. Do you know how much it costs... To send a pound of cargo. I thought you were going to ask me, do I know how much a pound of slime weighs? No, is it it more or less than a pound of feathers? So, no. Um, It's... Do you know how much that costs to send a pound of slime into space? It's not going to be cheap. I I do. I actually... I researched this. Go on then. I deep-dived and I found out that, according to NASA, according to their... uh, If anyone's going to know... You'd like to think. Yeah. According to the Advanced Space Transportation Program uh, documentation from the Marshall Space Flight Center, it will cost approximately $10,000 to send one pound of cargo into space. Now, this is going up on a SpaceX reusable vessel. Okay. So they believe they have reduced that cost to the low, low price of around $4,800. Fucking bargain, sign me up. Which, by current... Uh, by Well, current at the time of recording, that makes it around £3,876. Or, by the time that people are listening to this in about four days' time, roughly... 13 Glembots. 13,000... Boris Johnson doubloons. <laughs> so this week I am mostly irritated by the fact that they're spaffing four grand on sending snot to space. To be fair, it's pretty cool. I reckon that what it actually is is they're returning a symbiote to its home. May. What? May. Theresa May. Oh, they're returning Theresa May, yeah. Yeah. Theresa May, she's she's returning home. She's been rendered down to her purest form. (laughs) To the thunk system. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all, folks. Um, We will return next week with episode three. Feel free to uh, send any questions or uh, ask us to look. Send send stories in. Send anything. Because this is literally just, just an hour of us chatting about bullshit. Um... Uh, but we will be back next week. So I could give them the email address. Yeah, go go for it. We do actually. Uh, I don't know what it is. No. I don't know what it is either. So <laughs> no, no, we're, we're only we're we're getting there. Uh, you can send absolutely anything, uh, literally anything. I have no shame to Jamie at midgamecrisis.co.uk, or you can tweet us at midgamecrisis, or you can find us on Facebook. We'll have to search for us because I can't remember the entire link. Or just phone Jamie on zero. Yeah, you know. Or if you want to pop round and visit, uh, fuck (laughs) off. But yeah, good night, folks. Good night.